0: to the Girl Gains Podcast. I'm Amber P, IFBB Bikini Pro, and I'm Alexis Adams, IFBB Wellness Pro. On our podcast, we share everything from the good, the bad,
1: the do's and the don'ts, with the hopes of helping all female athletes get ready for some serious girl gains. What is up and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Gains Podcast. I'm Amber P. I'm Alexis Adams. And for today's episode, we felt, since it's right after North Americans, let's talk about post-show after your nationals. Do you keep going or do you go into off-season? However, before we get started, two things I want to mention. Thank you everybody who messaged me to let me know that last week's episode had some audio issues. I know. Um, I tried to fix it as best as I could. Fun fact about me, I actually have an audio engineering background. That is what I was in school for before I went to beauty school. So the issue was that we had poor connection. So therefore, when the connection was dropping, I was talking and Alexis was talking. And so when I got the final, I guess, Footage of our podcast. That's how it was. I tried to correct it as best as I could. However, that's what happened with that. Thanks for letting us know. And then I wanted to announce the giveaway winner. Our giveaway winner, you're going to receive a message from us. It'll be from the Girl Gangs Podcast Instagram. And the giveaway winner is Jessica Hilton. So I'll message you and you will get access to my stage glam guide. So Congratulations to you. Let's get into it. All right. So, both Alexis and I were at North American Championships over the weekend. Alexis was dizzy, <laughs> she was show mom and hard. Talk a little bit about that, too, and give a little bit of a recap. You can go ahead and talk about your athletes and your teammates.
0: So, um, I had a good amount of competitors compete, mostly in Masters Wellness, which was pretty cool. And then um, two bikini girls, and I actually had two wellness pros compete in Masters Worlds yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, So my husband had three competitors, all which was their first national show, and they competed Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So we were in Pittsburgh for basically a whole week. Um, He went up Monday. I went up Tuesday. And we did, well, he did the coaching thing. I did the show and thing all week, (laughs) Um, which I totally don't mind. I actually am going to pat myself on the back because I knocked this Pittsburgh thing out of the park
1: when it came to –
0: Doing all the things that we had to get done for my husband's clients, my posing girls. And I think I was only late to one meeting, and that's because Pittsburgh traffic. That's not my fault. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on Rachel Ketchum for staying in this bougie ass dreary hotel downtown. <laughs> And I couldn't find anywhere to park. I so I parked, I actually parked on the back side of the hotel, which I didn't know because my GPS told me that I was there. So I parked, and where I parked, it was street parking, it said I could park there, but I didn't use my senses and like decide is this a good spot for me to be in. Um, so <laughs> I got, I like parked my car, got as close to the curb as I could. I'm standing on the sidewalk waiting for her to let me into the lobby, which I'm not standing. I'm not standing at the lobby, so that's why she couldn't find me. And I turn around and there's this huge Mack truck trying to get through. And he can't because on one side of the street I'm parked and on the other side of the street is a forklift. So he couldn't squeeze through, but he had like gotten as far through as he could. And then he stopped and he like got out of the truck and he's looking around and he's looking at my car. Basically, if my car wasn't there, he could have fit just fine. <laughs> so I was embarrassed. So then I'm like standing there, like waiting for him to figure it out. And then another car comes up behind him. So then he's like stuck. So finally, I ran across the street, jumped in the passenger side, climbed over to the driver's side, put my car, turned my car on and just drove away. He didn't tell me about this. And Rachel's like, I'm in the lobby where you're at. And I'm like, hang on, I got to move my car. <laughs> oh. Wild. It was a bit of a hoopla situation. Yes. Um, yeah. I, parked, I think I parked at the train station. What? And I put some cash under my windshield wiper and just ran to the hotel. <laughs> no, you did not. Yeah, I was like, I don't really... I don't think I'm supposed to park here. Hopefully, whoever gives a ticket will just take this money, and it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> oh, do you guys hear this? The things we do for our athletes. That's, listen, that's right there. She was risking getting her car
0: towed during show weekend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was only a 15-minute, like, session, because it's just catch up for, like, the yeah. show. So I ran in there, saw her, it's good. I ran back to my car. The money was still there. My car was still there. Took the money, got back in the car, drove back to the hotel. Yeah, I
1: freaking love it. I love it. And we had a wedding ceremony in between pre judging oh. and on Friday.
0: <laughs> right. So there was a there was a competitor, two competitors Wednesday, one competitor Thursday, wedding on Friday. Nine competitors for me to see pose, not counting Rochelle and Alina, because they were basically with me the whole weekend. Um, And then show on Saturday. So congratulations to Olivia and Ben. They had an elopement um, on Friday. They got married. Exciting. Um, All of my posing girls. So, I think I had nine girls on Saturday. Seven out of nine were top five finishes. Thanks. So, that is good, guys. Um, And then, both of my clients on Sunday at Masters Worlds were, we got a fourth place and a win. So
1: yes, we love it. We love it. It was a
0: successful week successful week in Pittsburgh?
1: Absolutely. I was working my kind off, of course. So national shows are always the busiest because they're longer show days. So up at 2 a.m. Friday, did stage glam from like 3 to 8.30. And then I did Olivia's Bridal Glam at like 10.30, then went to the ceremony, then came back, did touch-ups for the girls. Um, Who was it? Eileen won Women's Physique overall, which is amazing. So she's a pro. And then everyone else got first call out for a figure day, which was amazing. So shout out to Holly, Brianna, and Nia. And then Saturday, which was day two, Bikini and Wellness. Um, Rochelle, she got top three. Raya got her pro card Wellness. And then let me see. I'm not quite sure how the other girls did Alina. She got first call out. Everyone looked beautiful. And then the third day was Masters Worlds. I had two figure pros and Miss Vyra, who I am just completely in awe with, comes through. She's so funny. She walks in the room. She's like, I said, do you have anything else planned? She's like, I don't think so because I'm tired. I just want to eat. I'm over this. Comes through, pro debut and wins. I was like, "Oh, okay, no big deal. You just banged your pro debut and won." I'm tired. I'm done with this. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Which those are just, those those are just some true prep feels. Like sometimes by the time you make it to show day, it's like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just so much adrenaline. But I am extremely excited for her. Uh, she, I personally feel, she should be doing open. That her, her physique is just insane. So all in all, it was a good, good show weekend. So I had a moment of reflection because I always like to reflect when I first did North American championships, 2021, I only had three girls, I believe. And then last year, I know bikini wellness day was booked, but the figure day wasn't booked. And then this year, both days were booked. So that's a major accomplishment to me. And I always, you know, I'm greatly appreciative to anyone that books with me. Then Alexis, I do have a bone to pick with you. Uh Uh-oh. I just realized this earlier. So, we took our pictures at North Americans for
0: 2021,
1: 2022, and we didn't do it this Ooh. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's because we're standing in line.
1: I know. I know. I, um, I always like to go back because I, I want it to do like a cool like throwback Thursday. Because if you look at us 2021 and then 2022, massive growth and change for both of us. But it's okay. We'll just get it at the next show. But... I just want to point well, that out. Well, maybe
0: we can take you, maybe we can take your picture with Alina and my picture with Alina and crop it together. And then it can just be like, that was the reality. We both grew our businesses so big that we couldn't see each other.
1: <laughs> oh, Say it again because it cut out. We both grew our what?
0: <laughs> we both grew our businesses so big. Oh, yeah that we couldn't see each other.
1: No, legit. Like I, Alexis and I literally saw each other in passing. The only time we really, truly got to talk was at the show when we were looking at, um, suits, um, Attila swimwear. That's the only time we really got to chat. And that was maybe like 10 minutes. And after that, I was like, okay, bye. I gotta go. Gotta go. Cause I wasn't. Able oh my to
0: gosh. To yes.
1: Because I had to, there go was the
0: even day. on Saturday, I or Friday when I was at the host hotel running from room to room, Amber messaged me. She was like, "Hey, I just saw you," and I was like, "Where?" And she was like, "You just walked right by me," and I was like, "Oh."
1: was on a mission and then I wore these sick ass strappy heels on Saturday and she didn't even notice. That's how I knew. Like I could tell at the ceremony she was just like so focused and was just like okay, what's next? What's next? But you whenever Alexis is focused, she just has like this look on her face. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to bother her. She's on a mission.
0: <laughs> no, I know I did notice them just after the night was over. I saw the picture that Alina posted and I like zoomed in and sent them to Amber and I was like, Hey, look at these shoes. And she was like, I wore them for you. And I'm like, oh, it's 24 hours later that I'm noticing them. But they were like these white, strappy, they were sassy.
1: They go all, they go all the way up. I'm gonna wear them again for something. I just don't know what yet. But that was the weekend in a nutshell. So first of all, shout out to everyone that competed over the weekend. And I know it's cliche. Even if you didn't get the placing that you wanted, still be proud. And I know sometimes we're not proud. So if you're someone who you competed and you didn't get the placing that you want, feel what you feel. If you want to be pissed off, be pissed off. If you want to cry, cry. Go ahead and do it because it's part of the grieving process. Get it out now instead of holding it in and then it's coming back later to slap you in the face. So let you yep, just, compete. just
0: don't dwell on it for too long.
1: Yeah, that's it. Go ahead and get it out so you can just move on and figure out your next step. So you compete it. North American championship, okay? Now you're probably sitting trying to figure out, what should I do next? Because there's only two more pro qualifiers for the rest of this year, which is crazy. Amateur Olympia in October. Amateur Olympia is actually on Halloween. And then we have national in December.
0: Well, so yeah. But um, I think we tend to forget Masters USAs.
1: Oh my goodness, yes, that's in November as well. My bad, three more shows, I apologize.
0: Yeah, so um, that one is only a master's show. There are no open divisions. Um, however, most of my um, competitors this weekend were masters. So there's one more um, master's qualifier for you guys. Um, it's like November 19th and 20th, I think. Yeah. Um, it's is all the way in California. I will not be there. I will not be getting on a 4-hour, 5-hour flight. Um, but if you if your feedback related to your posing, follow my link and fix it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So now you are you, you have some decisions to make. So if you are planning on doing the next one, which would be the Amateur Olympia, you've got about what 8 weeks. So that's, I mean, you have to kind of ask yourself, well, first of all, how did you place and what was your feedback? I personally feel that if you got first call out, and especially if you're in that top three, top five, you have some decisions to make. First of all, I think you should ask yourself, how are you feeling mentally? Because sometimes the physique looks good, but if you are feeling like you're not sure you can hang on for 8 weeks because let's just face it 8 weeks is a long time to maintain leanness don't you agree alexis
0: yeah and like i'm going to say i think 99% of you guys can you can you can find a way mm-hmm. if you don't want to that's reason enough you don't have to justify any further um and i think it like it truly comes down to um like how you're feeling and also like what's going on in your life do you have like do you have personal matters you need to take care of is there a family member that's sick that you want to spend more time with that not to say that you can't in prep but you can be a little bit mentally present more you know um those are things to consider too if your life is going wonderfully which we all have those like Mm-hmm. everyone has something going on all the time, but we we also always have those like streaks of like, wow, my life is just like, everything's in, in place right now. If that's you, by all means, kick to the next eight weeks and get on stage again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then something else you have to ask yourself too, finances. Because let's face it, if you've been running it, if you've already done maybe two national shows, It's no secret this is expensive. So Alexis says it and I love her saying we don't put ourselves in debt for bodybuilding because I can understand how easy it can be to do so. Because when you are just so hungry and you want something and you're pushing hard, it is frustrating when you have the physique in place, your mindset is sharp. Everything else is good, but then those finances, I remember for me, like my first year competing, I truly didn't understand like how expensive competing was. I did my first show fall of October 2019, and then I was supposed to do another show, I think like three weeks later in Greensboro, which is only an hour and a half away from me. Well, I had some car trouble. And all of my extra money had to go into getting my car fixed. And I was so upset, but there was just no way that I could do that show because obviously we need a vehicle, right? So you need to ask yourself as well, hey, what are my finances looking like? Do I have enough to do another show? If you're feeling good, if everything is good in your life and your finances are in order, I say push through because you can totally push through if you want to. But like Alexa said, if you don't feel like it, that's more than enough reason. You don't have to explain it. Yeah, and I've been in the same
0: spot also. Um, Actually, my um, first season or my first national show was Junior USA in 2020 when all the shows were in the wrong time of year because of, you know, that situation. Um, So I did Junior USA. It was in August. The very following week was North Americans. I got second. At, at junior USA. So in, on paper, it made so much sense to do. It was literally like going right back into peak week. Made, it it was like, no brainer, do it. Right. The money we had in the bank was for mortgage. That's all we had. Uh, it was, um, r- it was literally right before I started travel nursing. Um, so, and I was travel nursing because we didn't have any money, so there was like there was no there was no option, um, so I I couldn't do it, and then I'm watching it on TV, and the girl who got third in my class won her card. Me and for me who got second place, and the girl who got first place at Junior USA did not go to jun- to North Americans. And the girl who got third won and got her card. And I can tell y'all that that it stung. And I mean, it's I'm that's I'm saying this because you might not be able to afford to go to um, the amateur Olympia, and someone that you have recently beat might go and win. It's, and like that's the reality of it. Um, and it's not. It sucks. <laughs> But I can also tell you, in hindsight, if I had won my card then, I don't think I would be going to the Olympia now. Right. I would have kept doing show after show after show, because that's what I had been doing. I would have burnt myself out, and I would be working night shift somewhere in California, still ner- traveling ner- or probably. Yeah. So things happen the way that they're supposed to happen, and the only way that you can like control what you can control is making decisions on what you got. So... You got to do what you got to do, and you have to be content with this is how God wants it right now.
1: Absolutely. And I was just getting ready to say, you guys know that I'm a spiritual person. I rock with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And I was thinking the other day because we all have our goals and dreams and aspirations, right? And most of the time, we want those things. We want them right now instant gratification. Why isn't this working for me? And sometimes things aren't happening the way that you want just simply because it's not your time. God knows that if you get this right now, it could backfire and hurt you. And we can't always see that in the moment. Like you just stated, had you had went and done it, God knows where you would be right now. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, sometimes you just have to sit and you gotta be patient. And I know it's hard. I know it sucks and you want to compete so bad and you're watching everybody. You feel like everyone else is progressing and doing all the things, but your time is your time, period.
0: Yes. And... um. When it does come, and I know people say this, when it's your time, it's going to feel so good. Mm-hmm. I promise that that's true. It might be cliche, but it's also very much true. Um, so just like you sit into the suck of prep, you sit into the suck of sometimes life ain't going your way.
1: <laughs> Facts. And I can say that uh, this is the first show that I've, yeah, national show I've seen since winning my pro card. And first of all, it was cool because especially like you guys know, class H is my jam because that's where I competed at. But seeing girls <laughs> that at, the same t- at the same time as me or have competed with me and seeing them get their pro cards was just so fulfilling. And then just I love to win because now I know what it feels like. And I don't care what anyone says. Like even after like, you know, you do your pro show, you're if you're, you know, getting first college winning, I swear everything feels like getting your pro card. It's just it's an amazing feeling.
0: Yes. Um and also Amber got a little taste of what it is to stay into <laughs> Bikini class beach At um at a national show that also includes masters.
1: Yeah. And like afterwards, I walked up to Alexis and Olivia and I said, y'all know I love and appreciate you. But now that I am on the other side of waiting for Class H, I have so much more love and appreciation for them, which I didn't think was possible. But let me tell you something. That was a wait, but
0: it was worth the wait. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that day. So, Y'all, you guys know we've talked about Rochelle. We've had her on. I talked about Elena. Um, our, it's, she's our really good friend and my husband's client. Um, Elena is class H bikini. Rochelle is class A wellness. If she was. Y'all, A. I was. I was at that venue at seven thirty. That is the earliest that I could get there. In order to keep my promise to Nelson, he said the only way I could go to North Americans is if I slept six to seven hours per night. I did that. Um, in order to do that and get be there on time Saturday, I had to wake up at 545, take my check-ins, get immediately onto the bike, do all my cardio. Um, Alina braided my hair so that it would make getting ready that morning faster. So that's why I wore my hair curly all weekend. I didn't have to straighten it. Um... Took my braids out. Literally, I'm taking my braids out as I'm scooping breakfast into my mouth. Put lipstick and mascara on and went out the door. Got there. Watched Rochelle. Watched all of Masters um, Wellness because that's what all my girls were competing in. Went back to the Airbnb. No. Yes. Went back to the Airbnb. Did show mom for Alina. And then we go back to the venue and I get to see Kaylee who is was in um, – Bikini F, and then Alina. And what did what time did they end?
1: Dude,
0: four thirty for pre-touching. Four
1: 30 or five. yeah, because I woke up at 3.30. I was like, oh my God, because I went to sleep. Like, if I have to, at national shows, if I'm waking up at 2 a.m. and starting glam at 3, nine times out of 10, I don't make it to finals. I used to do that, but I would just be a freaking zombie and no good for anybody by the end of the day. I jumped up at 3.30 because I was like, oh my gosh, I missed it because I was going to get the stream. So I'm testing Alexa. She's like, oh no, girl, they're not even there yet. So I was like, what in the world?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy. So then- um I got to go backstage with Rochelle and Alina, which was nice. Um, so I sat back with Alina until it was she was lining up. So then I come back out into the audience. Um, they were lining them up so early. Like Alina was lined up, and I come out, and they're on E. Ugh. so yeah, we had to watch all of that. But then we all rode together from the Airbnb to. Prejudging, well, Alina needed to like go back to the Airbnb because it's going to be at- before she goes on to the finals. Even though finals started at six, but Rochelle goes on at six. Like Rochelle, her last name is Atkinson. She's the f- opener of the show, so <laughs> and Alina closes it out. So I'm like, they're like, and I was like, y'all, we got to go. We go back to the Airbnb. I go inside, take my clothes off, put a dress on, grab my bag, and go back to the car and get back there. <laughs> Just in time to see Rochelle. And she's already lined up when I get back. So then I just sit in the audience and watch again.
1: And then like when I was getting ready, I was like, okay, I'm going to be heading there. I get a text from Alexa. She's like, I'm tired. I was like, I know you are. Like if Alexis is saying she is tired, that means she is absolute toast because she is not one to express that she's exhausted or tired. So anytime she tells me she's tired, I know she means it. And you guys, she's also prepping. She is eight weeks out when this goes up, eight and a half weeks out from the Olympia. So she's doing all of this while prepping. And I learned this the hard way this season. I know that when I'm three weeks out from show, I have no business doing show glam. Because (laughs) that last one I did, I didn't think I was going to make it. So the fact that Alexis was able to do all of this is quite, it's amazing.
0: (laughs) And Um, to answer the questions, yes, the bike went with me. And that's the only way I survived the weekend.
1: Oh, yeah. That thing goes everywhere with
0: you. Everywhere.
1: But now, switching gears. So let's say you competed and your head's on straight. You're feeling good. Finances are in order, but you didn't get first call out. What, what what should you do?
0: So I will say I have, it's not impossible to go from the C of 16 to a pro card next show. Mm-hmm. Um, But it has to be one, an extremely competitive class to where very small things can make a big difference. Um, let's say you were lean enough, two days out, you looked great, you had your tie-ins, everything's firm, nothing's jiggling, and then you get sick or just your peak goes badly, you get stressed, You got you, your coach made a mistake, which happens also, it doesn't make them a bad coach, um, and you get on stage and you're not what you were two days ago that if it's like a peaking issue that can be fixed in 8 weeks mm-hmm. um as long as you and your coach recognize what it was and can make a game plan together you still like you can you can figure it out and peak a different way um if it's a conditioning issue for the shows we're speaking of specifically right now eight weeks is typically enough time unless it was unless you were significantly off if you were on stage this weekend and there was no tie-in in sight probably no yeah especially if you've already been in a long prep, um it might be time to reassess pull back push again later um, if it's a posing issue it's <laughs> possible you know um but it's still expensive. So I would say it's much riskier if you were in, let's say, the outside of the second call out or the third call out or the fourth call out. Some of those classes had four call outs. Um, it's way riskier to push for eight more weeks, spend the money to fly, especially if you're like halfway across the country, hotel, tan, makeup, all the things, if you were that far off. Um And this is a scenario where a truthful coach needs to be in your corner. Um, and sometimes this is a scenario where you find out later that you're, the people that are cheering you on are just blowing smoke. And that's not people we want in our corner. Um, or your coach just wants to make sure you stay on the roster. <laughs> and that's also an, a very sad, realistic thing.
1: Absolutely. And then also, I feel like this goes back to, again, with your coach and having a strategy. You have to have a strategy in place to try to prevent things like this from happening. And obviously, we, we don't know what's going to happen. But I personally feel that if you can and if it falls out appropriately, try to jump in on the national circuit at Junior Nats. Or maybe in, you can junior USAs because you have junior USAs mid May, and then you can roll into junior nationals and then you can roll into junior, um, to, into universe. All three of those shows, I believe, are two weeks apart. You know what I mean? So it's easier for you to pull on two weeks versus eight weeks. And then, you know, once you start getting into USAs, you have a little bit of a longer break. I believe you have more of a four week break before you get to North Americans. And then, once you get the North Americans after that, then sometimes you, you have to kind of make the adjustment of, okay, did we keep pushing or should we take a step back? So making sure you have a strategy in place with your coach and just hoping that your coach is not just blowing smoke up your behind, because I heard some wild things over the weekend. And I don't, obviously I'm not dropping anyone's name, but I'm going to say this. If your coach is not responding to you on show day, drop your coach. If you are bringing up concerns to your coach in regards to your hormones, your femininity, and they're just kind of pushing you off or telling you that, oh no, it's fine, just keep going, drop your coach right now. You do not need to stay in a situation like that. Your coach has known for how many weeks that you were doing this national show and they are nowhere to be found to tell you what you need to be doing next. That's absolute bullshit and it's unacceptable.
0: Right. Um as long as there's not like an emergency situation. Um of course. But yeah, if your coach or also if they gave you a peak week and show day protocol, also drop them because I'm <laughs> they're not a coach. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys got, got, got a um excel spreadsheet or pamphlet emailed to you this is your peak week protocol nah it, uh-uh. and you got second call outs that's why
1: yeah absolutely because i mean i'm and i know nelson basically does you very similar like i get irritated <laughs> and again i understand the process but jay's like okay let me see you again i'm like you just saw me two hours ago but I, but that's but that's the thing like it it peak week especially like when you're like two one day out They have to see you, which is why it's not possible to have a straight out plan because they have to go off of what you're looking like. But anywho, not to be
0: able Yeah, it's called peaking for a reason. It's not how you look every day. So they don't like they have to see how you're responding and then make the call for the next thing. They can't they cannot predict exactly how you're going to respond three days before they give you a meal. Mm
1: -hmm now this one might sting a little bit however we are old enough for our wants not to hurt us let's say you want to keep going however you were maybe at the outside of second call outs third call outs you got your feedback and they're saying you don't have enough muscle there is no point in moving on if you don't have enough muscle bringing it in leaner is still not going to be enough if they're telling you you are too
0: small. Yes. Like being lean, like everyone has muscle. Like you got the muscle. You were born with the fibers. Um. So if you get lean enough, you will have a tie in, but you will also have extremely stringy hamstrings. Um, You don't, I mean, basic Amber is just right on the nose. Not enough muscle. Do not keep going. If your coach is pushing you to, and you do not have more muscle, new coach. Off season, reverse, new coach. And, And then,
1: like, I don't know how far off you were. If it's a situation where you still have a significant amount of body fat on you it might not be in your best interest to keep going either.
0: Yeah. Especially if you've had a long prep and this might sting a little bit too. If you had a long prep and you trust your coach and you were nowhere near lean enough, it could be a coaching issue. Maybe they just missed the mark and don't see correctly, like what the division needs to be, or you might not be willing to suffer enough. Mm. And that's, that is a true reality that some people have to learn. Like there's levels to how hard this gets. Um, and like I've gone through it, Amber's gone through it, of like, oh, this is where I have to go. Mm-hmm. There, you have to learn that at some point. Um so if this is if I'm describing you right now and you're being honest with yourself and you're like, oh, maybe that is me, if you do keep going, be willing to go to that place. And let me tell you, it's dark. Um I didn't truly get there until I was prepping for the Arnold and I was like, Oh, and so now my, this prep seems so not bad. If you look at my plan and see my food and see my cardio, it's like, Oh, like if this, this, I would have considered pushing a year ago because it is, we are definitely pushing. Um, but it doesn't feel bad because I know where it will go. Um, and I'd rather that be at the very end or not happen at all since we're not going as fast of a time frame um, but there were some girls on stage that I think thought they were doing well um, and thought they were prepared and hopefully this show is an eye opener mm-hmm. and everyone so- one. Oh
1: yeah oh oh yeah for sure um, go- going to that dark place and suffering I I have never gone to that dark place until this past prep, and that that was that was suffering for me. I'd never suffered like that, and it's so funny because I was actually talking to someone a few weeks ago, and she was just saying how she felt like you know like nothing's happening I'm doing cardio. And I was started of asking a couple of questions. I said, you know, well, what are you doing for cardio? And she said stairs. I said, well, like at what level are you going? She's like, oh, I do it at four, and I had to kindly tell her um you're not working hard enough especially when you're lean your body your heart rate like if i tried to do level four on the stair stepper four weeks out nothing's happening my heart rate's not even going to go up a little bit i was like girl i'd be on that thing at 10 to 11 like hauling ass like you have yeah. to push it and so like for a lot and that's the thing like if you're new it's okay because these are things that you will learn as you go, but you need to check yourself. Like, hey, am I truly pushing hard enough? Because sometimes you're not getting lean because you're not suffering. And at some point you have to suffer. It's just part of it. There's no way around.
0: Yes. And I mean, like this sport is a hard sport and we don't say suffer like it sucks. Like when I say, it's hard to get off the couch because your legs feel like cement. And you still have to cock that leg up over the bike and pedal it and get your heart rate to 120-130 and keep it there for 45 minutes. And the whole time you're like only 5 seconds have passed. Like are you serious? Um that's where you have to go. And sometimes it's days and days and weeks in a row. Um and at those points, for me, it's like literally one task at a time. Like riding the bike, I'm like, I just gotta, I just gotta keep making the pedals go around. Like okay. that is what is required right now. I'm assigned this cardio. The cardio, the cardio does not count if your heart rate's not high enough. It's not doing anything. So that's what I'm assigned right now. That's what I have to do. Now the cardio's done. Now what can I do? I can eat my meal one. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. And like the stories that we've told, where I, where I'm on the bike and Kenley's asking me where his damn bowl is, I'm like, I I cannot talk, I can't talk to you about that right now. Like I literally can't. My brain does not, ha- like, it can't comprehend it. That's like bad, there's man. there's zero compartment in my brain that is like I know where Kenley's bowl is. I'm gonna look for it. No, I'm not gonna do that. You know. <laughs> I, like I I'm eating right now, um, and I'm eating out of a paper because I don't want to have to wash a dish later.
1: 100%. That's because that's one more thing for you to have to do. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Like I hit a new, aw, oh, look at the baby. I hit a new like prep marker and new supper when I got to the point where my quads were throbbing. Like once I probably got like three weeks out, I had never experienced that before. Like I remember telling Alexis, like every step I take, I feel like my little quad is about to explode. And mm-hmm. That was that was my cement legs. I had never had that feeling before, and she was just like, "Okay, great, but you still have to push through." And I was like, "Okay," yeah. and sometimes you just gotta talk your way through it. Sometimes you just have to tell somebody, "This sucks. I don't feel like doing this. I feel like shit, but I'm gonna get it done." But I just need to tell somebody how I feel while I'm getting it done.
0: Hmm. Sometimes you just gotta bitch. Yep. You just bitch your way through
1: it. So, but if you're if you're to bitching to and
0: it. not doing it yeah then you're not allowed to bitch
1: no not at all and not (laughs) not at all no because and that's the other thing too like you should not be suffering immediately at the beginning of prep at the beginning of prep you should just be cruising coasting in and then once you start getting into that probably like that eight week out marker you're gonna start feeling things and then as time goes on you're gonna start feeling more and more i think i really was like Having a hard time. I think, like, once I got to that four week out mark, yeah, when we were at Pittsburgh and I was like, my body's not responding. This is crazy what's happening. That's when things started getting crazy. But if you were not lean enough, if that was your feedback, then you need to ask yourself, did you truly work hard enough? Yeah. That's all I got. You got anything else? Mm. I don't think so. Well, that's going to be it for this episode, episode 101. We've had this podcast since, has it been two years? Mm -hmm. We started, like, summer 2021 is when we started.
0: It's I guess two years then.
1: Holy crap. Yes, yes, yes. That's crazy. So, 2 years in 101 episodes. That's epic. And of course, we're always so grateful for all of you guys listening and you know, always screenshot when you're listening, tag the Girl Gangs podcast Instagram so that way we can repost it and see it. And of course, if there's anything you want us to touch on, you can DM us directly or you can um DM the Girl Gangs podcast Instagram account. One of us will respond to it if you need posing hit up alexis and again she's eight weeks out so the schedule is to schedule so that
0: means we're like we're eight and a half weeks out so there's six weeks left of scheduling before the olympia um the last two weeks are blocked off if you are close like if you're doing nationals or you're doing a show, there's I have some girls doing a show the week after the Olympia, you will have sessions. Off season girls will not have sessions. Get your sessions booked before then. Um
1: Olympia, I'm sure you'll let
0: them Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um otherwise if you're doing the amateur Olympia, y'all better get to booking.
1: The, uh yeah. <laughs> if you're doing amateur Olympia, you should already have it in order.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you might have just decided after this weekend, so True. Get to true. scheduling, but um yeah, they're definitely booking up. So do what you got to do.
1: Yeah. And same for me. Um, let me see the next amateur Olympia for me is starting to book up. So if you are competing at amateur Olympia, go ahead and book that now because I'm going to guess probably by the end of September, there probably won't be any spots available because things have been booking up fast and then go ahead and jump on national championships as well. If you guys know you ever want to book with me, but you're not sure if you're going to be able to do the show, go ahead and book it anyway, because like I tell you all the time, I'm one person. And so therefore I don't turn and burn. I can't take on a lot of girls, but let's say if you book a show with me, not ready. I'm an athlete. I get it. I'm not going to charge you a crazy transfer fee. you have a credit with me, that's good for a year from when your original show date was. So at least that way you have your spot secured, but making sure that you take care of all of your things and yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Bye guys.